Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 47, Creating a Capsule Pantry with Kristen Marr. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. This is Jill. And I'm so excited that we have another episode about food. You've probably listened to our meal planning episodes. We had a frugal cooking episode with Jess Dang of CookSmarts. That was episode 26. So today we're going to focus more on the shopping and the stocking aspect. So that's going to help you save money on all of the buying stuff and help you work efficiently with it. So I'm oh so stoked. This episode's so great. Mm-hmm. Jill. Oh, yes. either way, you can tell that we are food obsessed. But who isn't? Yes. We have to eat. We have to eat so much. Actually, I do get a little bit frustrated with how often we need to eat. But it's so, so inefficient. Listen, at least we can make it tasty. And I really, I... I'm a minimalist and Eric and I are about to move into a trailer. We will probably be living in the trailer by the time this episode comes out. So this is especially important to me to know, Yeah. oh my goodness, I have very limited space. So what should I be focusing, stocking up on? How can I make the most of my ingredients? So this this is a good one for me. Yeah. Kristen, is, there's no one better to talk about like, not just saving money on the capsule pantry, but she's all about real food and wellness. And so not only are you going to get money saving tips, but we've got a lot of how to eat healthy and well and and whole. Yeah. But first we got to start with our sponsors before we get into the the meat of it. Exactly. So we've got modernfrugality.com. So Modern Frugality is a blog with Jen Smith, you know her <laughs> from the podcast. Hit it's me. her blog. It's awesome. You get to see her face, hear her write, all that good stuff. And she also has a shop with free and low cost printables, resources, ebooks. So while you're on this trajectory of learning how to live this frugal lifestyle, head over there because there's a lot of really good resources. We can't do this thing without friends and resources. So check it out. It'll help you reduce your spending, minimize your stuff, organize your life. Holy moly, visit it at shop.modernfrugality.com and you can see all the freebies. And for the stuff that does cost money, you, you frugal friends listener, get 50% off of any 
purchase. Nothing's off limits. Woo. So use the code FRUGALFRIENDS19 and you will get 50% off. Check it out. Yes. And thank you to everyone who's already used the code. That's awesome. I keep track. (laughs) And today's episode also brought to you by The Freezer. It's the smaller door on your refrigerator, the place where leftovers and vegetables go to die. This year, The Freezer has an all-new look. Forget the freezer-burned meats wrapped in foil. We've got crock-pot meals ready to go, veggie scraps for homemade stock, and pre-portioned bags of fruit for that smoothie you're definitely going to make. It's not just a place to store your wedding cake for a year, which is <laughs> disgusting, by the way. It's your salvation to extend the life of foods and make weekday meals a breeze. Rebrand your freezer today. Whoa. Yes. That was a good one. You, you're you so proud of yourself, too. Your cute little <laughs> face right now. You're glowing really for more reason it. than one. Uh, but <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes. Oh, gotta love the freezer. Uh, I love it. And I also loved our interview with Kristen. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Here we are. Kristen Marv, Live Simply. Yes, yes. Hey, Kristen. Thanks so much for joining us on this podcast today. We're so pumped to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we love what you're doing over on your blog. Super cool. You've got words and videos and pictures. It's so, so really yeah. Live Simply Dummy is so beautiful. It's, yeah, oh I love reading your articles because it's like, oh man, I can stop here and, and do a video and then I can keep going and I can see <laughs> nice pictures and oh, then yeah. keep talking. It's so well done. It's so fun to interact with. So great job good. over there. Yeah. Thank you. So it all makes me wonder, how did you get started on this journey? You talk about real food, and I know this is kind of a buzzword right now. I'm sure you've been into this for much longer than before it became a buzzword. But this concept of eating real food, how do you define that? And what was your journey to becoming so passionate about this? Yeah, so... It actually, I didn't grow up uh, knowing about like quote unquote real food or um, anything like this. In fact, I grew up very much like a product of the 80s and then the early 90s. So we're talking like Kool-Aid and Velveeta cheese and (laughs) all of that, Mm -hmm. you know, like the little freezer meals that had like the little tattoo with it, you know, like you name it. That's how I grew up. And (laughs) um, so it wasn't until around 2008 that this idea of like real food came into play, which I can share a bit about um, that. But it was really because of Michael Pollan, um, who's a big real food advocate um, and writer and journalist. And he was part of a movie called Food Inc., which came out. It was one of the first documentaries yeah. about yes. food. Since mm-hmm. that, there's been a lot of documentaries. A lot of them, I don't think paint a great picture of food, but Food Inc. really was like one of the first uh, documentaries that really got you thinking about what you were eating. And so we watched that and um, I, my husband and I both, uh, we had only been married a few years at this point and we kind of looked at each other and we we're like, what in the world? Like we've never even thought that what we were eating wasn't actually food. Um, but the idea that you could actually recognize ingredients that they came from the ground or from, from an animal and were very minimally processed, um, versus 
these like chemicals that were being created in food labs um, to look like food, right? And we were like, mm. what? like we've never even thought about that. Basically, I mean, the idea of real food, I think it's like a word these days, but if you go back like a hundred years or even today, if you visit like cultures where uh, industrialization hasn't really happened or they hold on to a big food culture, you know, like real food is just food. Like that's just what they eat. Like mm-hmm. we want mm-hmm. real food in America because we've gotten <laughs> so far from like what food actually is. Because there is such a thing as fake food. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. But like, if you look at those cultures that still very much adhere to like traditional eating the way like our grand, like great, great, great grandparents ate. And before that, like, that's just the way they ate. They came from an animal or it came from the ground. It wasn't like highly processed. They didn't like grow corn and then turn it into this substance that doesn't even resemble corn at all. Um, So yeah, so I very much grew up like eating that kind of stuff. And then in 2008, we really began to think about what we were eating. Um, And honestly, at the time, like I didn't know that there were uh, great alternatives to things like meat or dairy, which uh, were very much painted in a bad way uh, in Food Inc. So my automatic response, I'm very much like an all or nothing kind of person. And I was like, okay, fine. We're just going to become vegan. Like that's the solution. We're literally <laughs> just going to eat plants. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that's what I decided to try. And I did that for a number of years. My husband never fully embraced that because he was like, you're crazy. I can't do this. Um, but I ended, we ended up embracing veganism, trying to get away from the processed food, which the funny thing is I kind of just swapped out like meat for like soy products, which now I realize wasn't the best idea to do. Guilty, yeah. Um, but it was it was when I um, became pregnant with my son, and then he was born, and he ended up developing um, some speech issues, a, a big speech delay around two and a half. He should have been talking, and he wasn't. And we ended up going to a nutritionist, and the nutritionist, um, as well as some other therapies, and she said, "Look, he needs fat. Like you have to put him on fat." And at the time, I was like low fat and vegan, like Whoa. this huge like storm mm. basically of bad mm. bad choices which i really thought i was doing the right thing cuz you know we were trying to eat more um you know, real food at the time. And that's what I thought it was. And it was at that time that I learned about something called Weston, a price foundation, which is the idea of basically getting back to like a traditional form of eating. So instead of like looking at just like fads, but looking at like how have people for generations upon generations been eating. And if you look at that, people have very much been eating plants and animals. But the difference was that you could actually, um, these animals were like pastured, you know, they were out roaming grass. They weren't in these like feed lots that we have in this industrial system. Um, so mm-hmm. we decided to incorporate meat and dairy back into our diets, but it came now from local farms, um, from, you know, grass fed cows and chickens that were out pecking the ground and eating, you know, bugs and everything else. Um, and so once again, like our real food journey kind of evolved even more. Um, so, That's where we went. And then I got pregnant with my next child and we continued to eat that way. And around that time, I just, I, friends were noticing how we were eating, that we really were away from all these like packaged foods and we were buying from local farms and I was cooking at home. I mean, I was also a stay at home mom during this time I had left my career. So I had time to be doing this. And they were like, Hey, can you Mm. share like what you're making? What are you doing? These changes, like how you're getting your family away from the box macaroni and cheese and, um, you know, all this processed food. And, and so I started like sharing on Facebook and I think people got a little tired of Facebook, 
So uh, they were like, what part of blog? I don't know if they actually uh-huh. wanted to read my blog or they just were like, get this girl off Facebook. Get her out here. <laughs> like she is clogging my feed. This was back when like Facebook was the thing, you know? And right. um, so, yeah. So in 2013, I started Live Simply. It was like this poorly done website. I mean, it was you know, with iPhone three photos, which I mean, now the iPhones and this amazing camera and back then, you know, they were really bad photos. (laughs) And yeah, and then just grew from there. I mean, over time, like we had hundreds of thousands and then millions of people coming to the site, which I didn't even, I was was like, oh my goodness, people are interested in this. Mm. Um, And then it evolved into what it is today, which is a blog and a, now a podcast and, um, just a community of people who are very much on this journey, whether they're starting this journey or they just want to figure out how to make it easier to put real food on the table. Um, and during this time, I also began like questioning the products I was using as far as like on my skin and cleaning. It was just like this very natural progression. And so Live Simply has not just become about food, but also about like a full on lifestyle of getting away mm-hmm. from overly processed everything to really embracing um, simpler ingredients that you can actually recognize. Wow. And it sounds like for the for the health of you and your family, I mean, it's so interesting to hear what had happened with your son. Did they directly link his delayed speech to diet? They, he was diagnosed with, um, we went through like a speech screening, uh, through a local children's hospital and they had diagnosed him with apraxia, which is basically like the simplified form of explaining is like this brain to mouth disconnect. It's something with the brain. And mm-hmm. so children's brains are made up of fat. Like they need fat in those yep. developing years. And so for me who grew up first, like believing in low fat, everything, having been a child of the nineties, <laughs> you know, when like fat was bad and then mm-hmm. two embracing veganism which also really restricted my fat amount. Um, I like it was, he didn't have any fat basically in his diet for the first couple of years. So yeah, they, um, while like the conventional system didn't recognize that when we sought like more holistic treatments, which we also Mm -hmm. did therapies through speech and everything else. Um, they were the ones that were like, Hey, like, I know this may sound so crazy, but why don't you consider some dietary interventions? Um, and yeah, Mm -hmm. within, we were told he wouldn't talk until he was eight or nine years old. And no. Yeah, seriously. And within like six months, we started seeing dramatic improvements. Wow. And we were, he was going to like speech therapy two to three times a week at that point on top of the dietary interventions we were doing. We were giving him, you know, a lot of egg yolks, uh, cream from a local farm. We were buying raw milk at the time. Um, just like really up, we were giving him fish oil, like just a ton of fat to really help his brain development. Um, and there's a lot of like information out there these days on that, both in like the conventional medicine, um, you know, realm and like the holistic functional medicine doctor realm. So, um, yeah, it's just something like I didn't know. I thought I was doing the best I could as a parent and that's all we can do in the moment, Mm -hmm, but I learned and, um, and yeah, it was just really amazing to see the power of food and how it really can aid in the body. Yes. Yes. I am so interested in that. Like it's, and being pregnant, I'm becoming more aware of what I'm putting in my body because I feel like I was, thank you. Um, Cause I feel like I was, so I was vegetarian for 10 years and I just recently mm-hmm. started incorporating meat 
back in my diet. And so, and I, yeah, I was guilty of, of taking out like those bad processed things and just replacing them with other processed things. Right. Yeah. Um, I did that too. And I think like vegetarianism, you can definitely like do, do it well, so mm -hmm. to speak, but like veganism, it just cuts out like every, like you can still have eggs being a vegetarian, you know, which yeah. is such a great source of fat or even butter, which is from grass fed cows, which is like such an amazing source of fat. But yeah, like vegan goes like a step further and nothing against anybody's vegan, but I would definitely do your research because, um, there's lots of studies that show that like over time it can deplete, deplete the body of the nutrients you need. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. while you're making this transition and you're, a stay at home mom and like trying to get this, you know, grass fed, locally produced stuff. Like, so how do, how did you manage your budget with all that? Because I know all of our listeners are also interested in, in eating this way or eating more real mm -hmm. food, more local, but like price is such a big deterrent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, honestly, in the beginning, <laughs> I had issues with it. I mean, I struggled with it and my grocery budget at the time, you know, we were like a one income family. My husband worked for a church at the time period, you know, so it's not like we had mm -hmm. this like large amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was really guilty of like blowing our budget in the beginning. Like I went all out <laughs> and was like, you know, just like spending money everywhere I could on all these ingredients I thought that I needed. Um, but I ended up finding, you know, kind of tweaking things after, you know, kind of being scolded by my husband over and over <laughs> again. He's like, this has to be sustainable. You know, <laughs> like you have to make this work over the long haul. Yeah. You know? So I've kind of developed some tips over the years. Um, and, and like, no matter what your budget, like, I know it can vary. You know, I have friends in the Midwest and they pay like $5 a pound for grass fed beef. Whereas like we live in Florida and we're paying a whole lot more for, for, you know, so it's going to vary depending on where you live. But I feel like these tips kind of apply um, regardless. And the first thing is like we had to cut other areas in our budget. Like we had to realize that food was our top priority. And mm. so like there were areas that we were spending that honestly we didn't need like for certain forms of entertainment or whatever. And I feel like if you're living in America and if you have, or any kind of, you know, uh, Western society and you have like a cell phone and you have internet and you have all these things, like we generally are spending, we're spending in areas that are like luxuries, right? And so if we look at some of those luxuries, there's definitely areas we could be cutting back on in order to make things a priority. But second off, that said, um, it, like there were, I had to prioritize. Okay, so like everybody talks about organic, but for me, I would rather buy something like pastured meats and eggs and dairy because you can't wash that off. Like you can't wash off yeah. all the you know, like the, you can't wash off the fact that that cow has been basically sitting on a feedlot and eating an unnatural diet for however long, but it's mm -hmm. just like something, a piece of produce, you can, you know, make like a simple vinegar wash or something. You can do your best to like wash it off or you can peel it a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what, instead of focusing on spending my money on like organic, all things organic, uh, which can be more expensive, I'm going to save a few extra dollars and instead just buy like the conventional produce, go to produce stands, um, that kind of thing. And you use that money towards 
you know, be our grass fed mm. beef or pasture chicken or eggs. The other thing is like eggs are pretty, even if they're like seven or $8 a dozen, which I mean, like our food system has really messed up our view on the price of food because mm-hmm. people don't realize like how expensive it is to actually produce food well, because our food mm-hmm. system is so messed up. But I mean, even at that, like those eggs can stretch a long time. You can make like a veggie fried rice and add like two eggs in there and feed an entire family of four or six people, you know? So Mm -hmm. same with meat, you know, I mean, like I'll buy a whole chicken from a farm and it's not cheap. I'll admit it's like 20 bucks for that whole chicken, but that whole chicken is not feeding us for one single meal. Like that chicken will be stretched across maybe two days. And then after that, the bones will be turned into broth with the, which will then make a soup. So I'm not Mm -hmm. buying broth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we really have to get away from the mentality of like what I'm buying as far as meat or eggs is just like this giant meal, like this giant steak on my plate, but instead thinking about how you can like stretch those across multiple meals, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And we've talked about that in other episodes too, that even our view, our portion view of, you know, a lot of times we'll make meals and the biggest portion on our plate is the meat or the protein. And then smaller are the, and we refer to them as sides. The main dish is the mm-hmm. meat. And the side, the smaller thing is the veggie. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like yeah. you can still get your protein, your meat, it, but it doesn't need to take up half of your plate. And in and of itself, you can save money. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, too, the other thing is if it's available in your area is shopping a farmer's market. Like, seriously, that's going to save you a lot of money. But when you shop a farmer's market, you get in touch with uh, farms and then you can if you choose to buy meat, if you eat meat, you can a lot of times um, go in and buy like a quarter cow or a half a cow. Um, And granted, yes, you have to like save up for that. But you're going to like save drastically. You save sometimes three to four dollars a pound buying it that way versus buying it if you're, you know, and then you're still smart about what you're doing. You know, you're not, um, you're not, you're not like, you know, I mean like steak, like we've eaten steak once in the past, like six months. And that was for my husband's birthday. And like, we spent a pretty penny on that steak. It was like a grass fed steak from the farmer's market. But even then, if you calculated it, it was cheaper than going out to dinner. Um, but at the same time, like that's not something that's on our plate every week. Generally it's like these, like you said, these cuts of meat that are stretched across Mm -hmm days or they're like accompanied with grains or vegetables so that they're really um, just like I I lived in West Africa for a number of years. And like, that's how they approached their, their meat was, it was very much like a flavoring for food um, Mm -hmm. or like an accompaniment to a dish versus like this idea of like a quarter pound hamburger, which granted, I love a hamburger, right? But like, (laughs) like, if you're on a budget, how can you stretch that you know, like yeah, tacos. Yeah. maybe you use like half a pound of beef and then use like beans. Right. And you mix right. those together instead of like a full pound of beef. And that gives you another half a pound for another day, which you can do with hamburger and meatballs, too. You can shove that thing with some cauliflower and oh, spinach yeah. and beans and meat. Exactly, <laughs> And it can have a tons of flavor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you really need to be like wise and intentional about how yeah. you're using that and change your mindset, like you said, about like the portions on your plate. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. 
you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Speaking of making the most of our ingredients, I know that you talk about on your blog this idea of a capsule pantry. And I'm wondering if you have any tips for us on how to do this, how to start to pare down. Like if we've got this cluttered pantry with a ton of stuff in it, how can we make the most of what we have and figure out what what that even is? What, what do we need? Yeah, definitely. So I think first uh, you have to think about what you actually use. So I actually recommend that people, first of all, in order to simplify meal planning, that you create like a list of thing, uh, meals that you can regularly rotate over and over again. So if you sit down and do that, then you really know like what you need to build these meals. And then you can take a look at your pantry and be like, okay, what do I actually use regularly to create meals? I mean, now Mm -hmm. that you know what you make and a lot of us, I think have like, I love making like specialty recipes and like cookbook, you know, uh, recipes and cookbooks Mm -hmm. that call for specialty ingredients and on Pinterest. Uh, But the problem with like constantly making new recipes is that a lot of times they require buying like all these specialty ingredients and that's going to send your grocery bill sky high, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you have like a list of rotating meals that you really rely on constantly and maybe just like once a week or once every couple of weeks, you're, you're inserting one of those like extra new meals to you, mm-hmm. then your pantry can really, you can really pare down your pantry to just what you're using on a regular basis. So you can take mm-hmm. a look at those meals and say, okay, like what do I use? I know that I use rice all the, a, a lot. I use quinoa a lot to make these meals. I use these spices and then everything else donate or get rid of, right? Mm, So that you mm -hmm. can um, really have, and that's not to say you're not going to occasionally have like a specialty ingredient. Like I have black sesame seeds sitting in my pantry right now. How often do I use that? (laughs) Not very often. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it is. I know. Gosh, yeah. And so, I mean, like I used it for a specialty ingredient, but it's one of those like very few items that I don't use very often. Most of what's sitting in my pantry are things that I know that I'm 
using regularly to make our favorite meals, the meals that are constantly being rotated. Not to mention Google is so good with substitutions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if, I, if it does call for a specialty ingredient before I go to the store, I'll say, what's a good substitute for da 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 da? And it comes up with a lot of options. Usually there's three to five substitute options. And I've done just fine, typically that way. Yeah, absolutely. Now as a recipe creator, if you mess up on the recipe, don't go blame. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I get comments sometimes that are like one star. Well, I did change this and this and this and yeah, this. And this yeah, and this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, in this. And I actually baked it instead of putting it. Yeah. I actually <laughs> made a completely different recipe and I did not like it. I used applesauce instead of butter and it had just like this weird orchard flavor. So I don't know. That's your fault, Kristen. Clearly. Yeah. I think there's, I think like Ina Garten wrote like a whole post, like a blog post somewhere out there about that or something. Like all like the weird comments she's received over the years for people who are like, I completely changed your recipe. But yeah, like a lot of times you can do like subs, you know, and like you can Google and find like easy subs that you might have on hand. But yeah, I mean, like just keeping those like ingredients that you constantly use. And the great thing about that is it like simplifies, like we said, meal planning, because you're relying on the same meals. You always have ingredients stocked in your pantry to make these meals, but also you can pick things up on sale. So like, I know I use canned tomatoes all the time. Um, So like when they go on sale and I can buy, like, I I like this brand called Jovial, which let me tell you, is not like the cheapest brand, but there's this amazing brand as far as like quality and commitment to what they do. And it would cost me a fortune to buy those tomatoes if I just like randomly went and bought them. But because Mm. I know it's a a staple in my pantry, those things go on sale down to like $2 a jar, which is like $2.50 off or whatever. So when that happens, I like stock up on those things and I fill my pantry. So the idea of like having ingredients you actually use allows you to really be smart with, um, you know, keeping a simplified pantry, using those ingredients, but also making sure that you're saving money by stocking up when those things do go on sale because you know what you need. Feeling okay about buying in bulk, Mm -hmm. then it it helps with that. If you know, okay, I I do, I use this all the time, then fine, get a ton of it. Yeah. I think a lot of us just like go them or we buy stuff because somebody on Instagram told us we need it when we don't actually (laughs) use it ever. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Or you see the sale and then you like stock up, but then like, yeah. How many boxes of Zatarans do you need? (laughs) (laughs) For some inspiration, I'm curious, what are some of the essential capsule pantry items that you have, Kristen? I actually just, FYI, I'll share, but I did I just did a video, which just came out, by the way, you can find it over on YouTube, which I kind of like showed the, well, I didn't kind of, I did show, <laughs> I did find it because my pantry is like, we don't have coats in Florida really. So it's a coat closet, which like <laughs> doing a video in there was like, oh yes. gosh, the, the poor guy doing the video. He's like, you seriously want me to like go in that closet with you? I was like, yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> so was, see that though. You can see like in you know, if you're a visual person, like what's in my pantry, but some of my favorite things are definitely, uh, rice, like rice is so cheap and you can, I mean, people are like, Oh, rice, but you can really make that nutrient dense. I mean, you can like mix it with veggies or cook it in broth, you know, I mean, that Mm -hmm. just like ups the nutrients right there. Um, so definitely rice. And if you look at a lot of cultures around the world, they definitely rely on rice. Why we have Mm -hmm. this idea that rice is like inferior. I think it's because quinoa really, you know, became like a star in the past few years. Yeah, <laughs> but I will use like quinoa. Um, 
that's another staple. And I pick that up at Costco and it's really inexpensive. Costco is amazing if you're looking to save money and buy in bulk, especially on um, some of those staple items. Um, like I said, canned tomatoes. I always have pasta. I like the pasta from um, the brown rice pasta from Jovial, like I mentioned. Um, I just think it tastes really good. It doesn't have like a heavy wheat taste or like a heavy taste. It tastes like white pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's expensive, but I know I always stock it. So when it drops drastically in price, that's when I like stock up on it and keep it in my pantry. Um, see, like spices, seasonings are something I always keep on hand. So cinnamon, um, oregano, cumin, um, let's see, garlic powder and ginger are definitely my go-to. I think you can, you can add so much flavor to any dish if you season it right. And salt, mm. like salt is the power of salt mm, is amazing. Yes. There's a really good documentary, which actually was a book to begin with called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. I watched that. I've seen it. Uh, She's amazing. (laughs) But like, seriously, like, I think she goes to show people the power of salt, like how you can use salt and it just like instantly transforms a dish. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dry beans are something I always keep stocked. Again, like super cheap and you can use them in so many different ways. Like you can cook... um, uh, chickpeas. I cook my beans in my instant pot, which mm. I know people are like, oh my goodness, that's not very minimalistic to have like an extra appliance. But let me tell you, I am like, I don't use a lot of appliances, but I feel like the instant pot is one that everybody needs. Um, it's just amazing and will really transform like if you're busy or don't know how to cook stuff. Um, so beans <laughs> are something, um, and I'll cook them in like a weekly chickpeas in the instant pot. And then I'll use half of those to make hummus or I'll roast them in the oven. Um, and they're great for like salads or yeah. um, the hummus is constantly in my kids' lunches or for snacks. Um, yeah, roasted with some seasonings mm-hmm. on it. They are a great snack. Yeah, it's so simple, but it's so it adds like so much. Like all the yeah. things that you say are so simple, but they're diverse. And that's why yeah. you can have mm-hmm. like this minimalist exactly. like pantry and fridge if you just have the right things mm-hmm. like the right exactly. diverse things mm-hmm. yeah awesome. and, and you, like you said you can use them in multiple ways to build multiple meals and I think that's like the idea of really minimize, minimizing your pantry down to like the basics is thinking like how, can I use this in multiple you know in multiple ways to build multiple meals um, mm-hmm. which I think that's the difference between real food and like processed food is like processed food like everybody's like oh it's so expensive to eat well I'm like wait 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 sorry if you buy like a box of pop tarts that it's going to cost you like three dollars and it's literally going to get you through one meal and it's not going to fill you up and you're going to be hungry within like an hour but if you look at yeah. these real ingredients so sometimes maybe you're going to fork over a little bit more for some of them like pastured meat or something but a lot of them are really cheap like rice and beans and mm-hmm. when you think about that like those are going to last you a really long time feed you for multiple meals and they're going to fill you up so you're mm-hmm. not going to be hungry. like you're not snacking throughout the day and you're not stopping mm-hmm. at the drive through on the way home because you're filled with actually nourishing food and the vitamins and the minerals and the fat and everything your body needs. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. That's yeah. Great. And if you make like most of your meal, those inexpensive items and then a, a port smaller yeah. portion, the more expensive ones, then, then there's exactly. your budget. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's a, like a nice balance. Um, definitely. Yeah. Like you don't need to like live off just chia seeds and hemp seeds and you could literally eat real food and never buy any of those things. You know, I, I love mean, like, hearing could, that. Yeah. (laughs) Even like collagen, like I love collagen and I take collagen right now, um, mainly because I was working on healing my gut last year. But like you literally 
don't need collagen or any of these like special powders or like any of these special seeds. Like you can buy, you know, almonds if you want. I mean, like, seriously, it doesn't, you don't even need that. Buy pumpkin seeds, you know? I mean, like Mm -hmm. um, if you want, it's just a matter of really like, um, finding what works. You got to think like there are cultures around the world that don't spend a lot on food and that eat, eat well, you know, we just have become like so obsessed with health that it's turned into this like giant industry. It's almost like Mm -hmm. we've gone from one extreme to the other extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, health and wellness has become like this mega million dollar, billion dollar probably industry, but really you get back to it and it's like, what would like great, great, great grandma would have been eating? And it's probably like carrots and some rice and a little meat here and there, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It really yeah. Complicated. You don't have to have the juicer and the mixer and the grinder and the spiralizer. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Food it's like if you love those and you want to use those, awesome. But it's, uh-huh. I just think it's like, it's a disservice to people to show that like those are a must, you know, it's like, right. Eating well isn't just for the rich and the famous. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good to hear. Kristen, so how do you deal like with those times that you do have to buy ingredients that you wouldn't normally keep in your capsule pantry, like black sesame seeds? <laughs> you know, it's just because I'm mainly relying on those recipes we're making over and over again, right? That are like our favorite recipes, which I know that sounds boring, by the way, but it's not like you can change them up based on seasonality, like a stir fry doesn't always have to be broccoli and right peppers. It could be mm. whatever's at the market that week, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but anyway, when I do have to buy something, because let's say I'm going to make like a special um, ingredient, then I'll try to find other ways to use that. So like you said, the power of Google, like if I have black sesame seeds, I might try to find like other ways to use that. And I might not get something just by using Um, by Googling black sesame seeds, but I might be able to use them um, in other ways that you could use sesame seeds. So maybe that's adding them to like a granola. I think you just have to really get creative, honestly, in the kitchen. I mean, Mm. like even overnight oats are something that's really popular right now. And um, I thought it was like a fad, but when we, we recently went overseas and like they were all over there and they're like oh we've been eating these forever (laughs) yeah (laughs) you guys thought you were cool (laughs) yeah I know I think we were in Germany and they were like oh this is like been a staple of ours forever I was like ah okay wow okay yeah I thought this was like (laughs) something we just invented in the past year (laughs) apparently not (laughs) but anyway like you could add like sesame seeds are really good in that kind of um like in overnight oats so I think it's just Mm. For one, it's like a matter of like having some experience in the kitchen and really like knowing how to take one thing and add like diversity to it um, and mm-hmm. using those ingredients. Um, but it's also like like you can Google and find out how to use, you know, different ways to use that. Um, but even like when I'm meal planning, like if I'm going to buy a specialty ingredient, like even a pr- piece of produce and I know I'm not going to put it all to use, then I'll try to find like other ways that week to be able to put that to use. It's not like I'm ever buying one ingredient for one purpose. Right. Or I shouldn't say never. It's just rare if it's going to be left mm-hmm. over. I'm Mm -hmm. always looking for ways that I can Mm -hmm. put that to use. Or I know at the end of the day, a lot of people, if they have extra veggies that they that they're just not using and they are about to go to waste or even scraps, you know, from that that bit of the end of the tomato that you didn't end up using, keeping a stash of it in a freezer 
And then when you get enough of it, creating a broth. And like mm-hmm. you said, even then cooking rice in that or making a soup in that and somehow just using all of these things that they don't have to go to waste. It's- Absolutely. And I think in, in all that comes with time, like the more you do it, it's like riding a bike. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And the more, like you said, you're going to be like, oh, I can do this and I can do that. You know, like all of a sudden mm-hmm. these ideas come. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, in the beginning it's hard, but like, as you, you know, as you go, you, you have more ideas on how to use stuff, like how to Mm -hmm. make, save your scraps and make broth and all of that. kind. And it's fun. It starts to get fun when you're like, Oh my goodness, I know what I'm doing and I'm being creative. Exactly. And when you think about it, like that's how, like that idea of like getting back to the way we've always consumed food and been traditional, like that's the way, like our great, great grandparents knew how to consume food. Like they knew how to use their scraps and they knew how to use ingredients and all of that. And it's just something we've lost in like our age of busyness, which, and like the age of like not having like parents in the kitchen, which are teaching their children, you know, all of that, like we've lost those traditions Mm -hmm. of knowing how to use food and use it in multiple ways and how to, you know, make broth out of scraps and all that stuff. So I think like, it's a little bit harder for us, but it's definitely possible, especially since the age of the internet has come about, you know, 10 years when we started this, it was a lot harder to find information. And now like, it's so easy. Nobody has an excuse not to. can literally Google, like you said, and find out anything you want. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're bringing I have to it say, back. I'm so proud of myself. This week, I had a breakfast of yogurt that I had made in my Instant Pot, That's granola awesome. I had made in the oven, <laughs> and this like strawberry, like preserves thing that I had made myself. And I was like, oh my God, Jen. I made everything in this bowl. I was the most <gasps> proud I've ever been. That is that awesome. You I, are a pregnant nesting woman. I'm next level. I am next <laughs> level. I have yet to make yogurt in my Instant Pot. So maybe you can give me some tips on that because I get so many questions. People are like, have you made yogurt in your Instant Pot? Like, no. The one it thing was great. I haven't done. I did, the, I did the hot, the boil method first. So I would only have to buy the like organic milk that I got at Aldi yeah. and not the, um, like, the other special stuff. Cause I know there's like two ways to do it, but I wish I, the only thing I wish I'd done differently is strained it in like a cheese bag. Cause it was Whoa, a little okay. thinner. I'm like used okay, to buying yeah. Greek uh-huh. yogurt. Yep. So mm-hmm. that was the only thing I would do differently. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. That'll make it more like Greek yogurt. Yes. If you strain it. Yeah. Yes. And then definitely. you have that way. That's awesome. Wow. Like, yes. Speaking oh of having fun though. I think we're about to the funnest portion. I my second proudest <laughs> moment episode. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a fill of, of the week. week. <laughs> it's probably the worst we've ever done that. <laughs> it's fun to be awkward. Yes, <laughs> that's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. All right, Kristen, every week a listener will call in and give us their favorite bill. And as our guest, we'd like to invite you to share your favorite bill, lowercase or uppercase, with us. (laughs) So, oh my what goodness. Do you, okay. What do you have? 
I can. The only okay. The only thing I can think of is literally all of our bills are on autoresponder because if I didn't have it on autoresponder, my bills would never get paid. And then yeah. Mm -hmm. All hail auto pay. That is all I can think of. Auto pay. Like, yes, oh my goodness. Fantastic. All hail auto pay. I talk a lot about like how, what areas can you delete in your life in order to simplify? And I feel like that's what I've deleted in my life yes. is like paying my bills. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, <laughs> the bills yeah. that you can avoid, but yes. still pay. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's such and a like simple concept. That easier than ever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think we recently had to do that. We had to fill out some form and they were like, can you list out all the bills you pay? And I was like, uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I mean I'm checking this. Obviously, I check our bank account and whatnot, but still, I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's different than when you're like sitting there writing a check, you know? I know. Right. I know. Anyway. Here's That's to awesome. not knowing what bills you have. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, that sounds awful. But yeah, you know <laughs> I promise I'm a responsible bill pay yeah. person. Yes, you Same are because here. of auto pay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, if you are listening and you have a bill of the week to share with us, please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and you can leave us a bill on our Google voicemail or speak pipe. And we want to hear what bills you have, if you can remember them. That's, <laughs> yes. That's, yeah, right. <laughs> don't, don't call us if you can't remember your bill. That would be the only thing that I would say. Don't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Oh man, are we ready for the lightning round? We are. As we as we love to call it. 
person. It really, it has nothing to do with lightning other than the fact that it's a little bit shorter than the first okay. part of the show. <laughs> so. It's me out to hear that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> quick, quick, think on your feet. I know. <laughs> so we are curious, Kristen, what are your top three go-to weeknight recipes? It sounds like you rotate some meals. What are some good ones that you found? Definitely um, beans. Black beans are my favorite. Like I could eat black beans all the time. Mm, yes. um, so like whether that's paired with like rice or we make it with tacos, black beans. And it's always in the Instant Pot and you can flavor them however. Mm. Um, and it varies all the time. Um, some type of rice dish. So we'll either do stir fry or like a fried rice. I just put up a recently a fried rice that uses like part rice, part cauliflower, part broccoli, mm. um, or like whatever's in season vegetable wise, stir frying that up. Sometimes we'll add meat, sometimes eggs. All I mean, sometimes like if you haven't made, by the way, instant pot, if you haven't made, um, soft boiled eggs they're not boiled but soft eggs in your instant pot like they're amazing I keep meaning to do that I haven't done that yet game changing like I feel like you need an instant pot just to make beans and eggs like it would just (laughs) it's like a game changer um and then generally like I'll roast a whole chicken and generally that's on Sunday night I'll roast like a big thing of chick uh uh you know, a big chicken, um, with some vegetables and then I'll debone it, whatever the leftover meat is becomes lunch the next day. And then the bones go in the instant pot to make broth. And then we have soup another time that week. So generally some Mm. type of soup of some sort, and it's all based on like what's in season, which also lowers our grocery budget, by the way, like buying in season. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I love that. Those are great tips. Thank you. It's making me hungry. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then second question, top three places that you have traveled to? Because I see you're like a traveler and you write about it on your blog and I love it. Yeah, travel. um, My husband actually travels for a living. um, So that's why we travel a lot. It's because we amass a a lot of hotel points and airline points. So we might as well put them to you. I love it. So Iceland is like my top number one spot that we've been to. I know Iceland is trendy and whatnot. Um, And it was because of Instagram that I found Iceland. I was like, I want to go there after seeing pictures. (laughs) Um, So we actually went there in May of last year. We took our kids and we took my parents and then my husband and I obviously went. and it literally like we've been to a lot of places in the world and Iceland was like number one. Like I feel like everybody oh should gosh. go there because it's kind of like untouched and there's only what like 170,000 mm. people that live in the country. So most of the countries, you know, can't be, um, you know, lived in. So um, it's still very like untouched and just like beautiful and amazing. And we stayed on a farm for a few days through an Airbnb and like oh saw gosh. baby sheep. I was just like, oh my goodness. And the food, talk about a food culture. Like I've never seen a food culture like Iceland, like the best food oh, I've ever had. Whoa. Um, I would not have expected that. I would have thought like whale, whale, they eat whale. <laughs> I mean, they do like that. But that's more <laughs> oh, like the tourist side of the menu. Um, but like a lot of lamb, like lamb is a huge staple there and fish and like mm. greenhouses, um, like galore because it's so cold there all the time. Anyway, really amazing uh, food culture. And cool. uh, let's see what else. Um, we just recently over Christmas went to Europe. So we did Switzerland, Germany and France. Um, and I would say Switzerland was definitely like one of the top places we've been to. I would love to go back to Switzerland. We were in Zurich mm-hmm. and then spent some time the Alps. We are actually in the German Alps, just, um, just next to, uh, Switzerland, but absolutely amazing. Like the Swiss, uh, culture in the countryside was gorgeous. Mm. Let's see. And then finally, Oh, 
Alaska. We went to Alaska, my husband and I, a couple of years ago, and um, it was like not Anchorage. We went five hours outside on a prop propeller plane to the Aleutian Islands, um, which are like basically the islands before you get to Russia. Like the closest, I think, city was like, yeah, five hours away. By oh my gosh. <laughs> And like we almost got attacked by bears, but it was cool. Oh. It, was amazing. it was the craziest thing I think we've ever done in our entire life. My husband's 96 year old grandfather took all of us. Um, <laughs> I know. Talk about like life goals there. They are a hardy people in these cold climate areas. Yes. Yeah, oh my it gosh. was absolutely a great like people are like oh where's the one place you'd never want to return to and I was like Alaska but at the same time it was one of the most amazing experiences oh. of my life. <laughs> I love it oh. that is awesome yeah so oh those are my top three Iceland the Alps or Switzerland and then Alaska wow you have single-handedly in our lightning round made me very hungry and very motivated to travel <laughs> yes oh, yeah you know we it, it wasn't until just the past couple of years that we started traveling again because because our kids are finally old enough to travel um, yeah. and like go on an airplane. So um, and we don't have anybody like watch our kids for an extended period of time. So if we go somewhere, we have to bring them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Which it's just great for them too to have those yeah. experiences. We started something where I'm a former teacher. So like I feel oh, like nice. that's that's like stayed with me. So I was like, we should have them keep travel journals. So every location we go to, they keep a travel journal and oh, they like write every that. single day in their journal at the end of the day, like what they remember from that day. And then when we get home, we print off the pictures and they put them in their book and they draw a little Aww. picture. Each Do they love it? Or are they like, oh, really funny to hear like the stuff that they remember, because the stuff that I think made that day like epic is the stuff that they don't even mention. And like oh in Iceland, we get like stuck in the mud for like three hours somewhere and like that was like the highlight of their day I'm like we did all this other amazing stuff they're like that was the highlight was getting stuck in the mud so it's funny oh to gosh, hear from like kids. a six and eight year old's perspective of you know right. um yeah yeah <laughs> that's crazy Kristen it has been so fun to have you on mm -hmm. if people aren't already obsessed with live simply where can they find you and what do you have coming up on the blog and podcast yeah, so you can find us at livesimply.me. Um, and also you can find the podcast, which is Live Simply the Podcast. And I spend a lot of time, most of my time on Instagram these days. <laughs> so um, I'm a Live Simply mom over on Instagram. Um, and as well as we have some free crash courses on the blog, um, we have a really large email community um, that con is, gets like the crash courses and all of these little extras um, that are really um, extra resources to help you live out a real food and natural wellness uh, lifestyle. So yeah, that's where people can connect with us, the blog, the podcast, um, Instagram, and then of course, email is always the best. So thanks yes. for having me on ladies. It was fun. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for joining us. This has been so good. I have to remember my bills going forward. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> God, we have helped you as well. Yeah, I know. Wow. That's... There's no shame in auto pay, Kristen. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, Kristen is so cool. That was so fun. <laughs> I was smiling the whole time. Me too. I am so, so glad we got to have her on, that she would make time for us and uh, help us and everybody listening out with eating more healthily. She gave me so many things to think about and things to implement. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, speaking of fun times and implementing good stuff, we're still doing mm. our book club. So it's March. Welcome to it. We're in the middle of it, actually. <laughs> we're currently reading Soulful Simplicity by Courtney Carver. Mm, so yes. get on that. And if you want to win a free copy of Soulful Simplicity, in case it's all checked out from your local library or they just won't stock it for whatever reason, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, screenshot the review, and send it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And at the end of every month, we will select one winner for every five reviews and you will get a copy of the book. And if you are looking for an example of a review, because examples are always good. You know, when a teacher gives you an assignment, it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. But how? Give me an example. Show me how to do this. Well, it always looks like five stars. Mm, Yes. And it also sounds a little bit like this. This one comes from Hannah, the dog lady. (laughs) I like how dog lady, that's one word. Hannah, the dog lady. (laughs) Yes. Not like other financial podcasts. When I started my financial freedom journey, I tried to find something to motivate me. I looked for podcasts that would help me and also give me new ideas for savings. And I am so glad I found this podcast. It's not just full of fascinating chats about personal finance, but it's also fun. Yes, it is fun. I'm having fun. I love the personalities of the two hosts and also the guests they've had on the show. It is super motivating and confidence building. Thank you, girls. I'm so glad that it's motivating and confidence building and fun. My goodness. And congrats. Hannah won our January uh, book giveaway. So people do win books. It's great. It happens. It happens. So leave Miracles do happen. Yes. Leave us your review so that our moms will be proud of us and our husbands will stop questioning why we do this. And uh, until next week, have a fun, frugal weekend. Bye. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.